0: The following is a presentation of Hawkeyes Mike, LLC. Welcome to the Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast, HawkeyesMike.com. I'm KGYM Radio in Eastern Iowa's Tyler Chumlin, coming to you from HawkeyesMike.com. But an up and down couple weeks for the Hawkeyes on the wrestling mat. Tom Brands and his crew had a tough one against Penn State, but they've really rattled off some nice victories, really coming into their own the last couple weeks. Let's start with that Penn State duel. Last time I talked to you here was the week prior to that Penn State meet, organized by Tom Brands and Kale Sanderson on the website Twitter. Kale Sanderson saying schedules off town brand saying the same thing so they said let's do something about it and they, they did they had the uh, athletic departments for each school organize the meet get everything set and ready to go for December 23rd at Carver Hawkeye Arena things were looking good for the Hawkeyes going into the meet a lot of optimism they beat Penn State the year before in the duel but Penn State's incredibly good they're stacked up and down a couple weight classes no one thought that they would even lose this year being 165 and 184 since then we've proven that Ed Ruth is not Superman he can be knocked out he was not beaten in this dual meet. But all in all, the Hawkeyes, there was a lot of good to come out of the last couple of weeks, but not a lot of good to take out of that Penn State meet two weeks ago. 24-12, to Iowa fell to Penn State in that one. Let's start with 125. Going over the results here, Nico Megalutis, number no. three, decision Thomas Gilman, four to one. I thought Corey Clark was going to wrestle. It's been said and it's been mentioned. It's been... Kind of throwing out there a little bit that Corey Clark's having a tough time staying down at 125, which makes sense. The fact that Tony Ramos is going to graduate at 133, you can bump Clark up to 133. He fills that role for the Hawkeyes going forward, and then Gilman steps in at 125. But for now, they've got a battle. They've got guys at 125 that both deserve to be wrestling, being Thomas Gilman and Corey Clark. Corey Clark opened the season right number four, and now he's the backup to Thomas Gilman after the way Gilman's wrestled the last couple weeks. So Gilman loses to Lutus at 133, the momentum shifter that we all thought we needed to see from Iowa in this dual meet. Tony Ramos, number three, big fall in 533 of Jimmy Gulabon from Penn State. Big fall in the third period. Tony Ramos gets up, intimidating, flexes his muscles. It looks like Iowa might be able to build something, might be able to get something going, get something going. Big match at 141. This was one of the matches I spoke about prior to the meet. It was a turning point. It's a crucial match, 141 and 149, for the Hawkeyes to get wins that they wanted to compete with and beat Penn State. 141, Number no. 3, Zane Rutherford, the freshman. Cale Sanderson knew something about this kid when he was recruiting him. Knew that he was going to wrestle right away for him. There's a reason he's number 3 in the nation right now. He defeated Josh Jeva 4-2. Give all the credit in the world to Jeva. He tried hard to get the points he could get. But Rutherford was just better than him on that Saturday night. So in reality, you know it's 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 not it's not all lost. Iowa's only down. Iowa's tied. They're six. It's six to six. They're not down yet. It hasn't fall. The wheels haven't fallen off for the Hawkeyes yet. Then you get to one forty nine. Another weight, and Neither neither team has a rank, has a ranked wrestler. Michael Kelly comes into this one. Zach Bites for Penn State. Bites gets a win over Kelly six to one, and then all of a sudden, uh oh, it's nine to six. What are the Hawkeyes going to do? They've only won one of the first four matches. Its intermission's on its way, but the good news is 147. They have the number no. one ranked wrestler in Derek St. John. He beats number no. 15 James Volrath, 10 to four. You go into intermission 9 to 9 tie. Okay, looking ahead for the Penn State Nittany Lion team, they've got guys that are going to win. David Taylor, Ed Ruth, Matt Brown, Morgan McIntosh are all ranked in the top three. Taylor and Ruth, both being the top-ranked wrestler. Neither one of them, them had lost in a long, long time. Matt Brown versus number six, Mike Evans at 174. Number one, Ed Ruth versus number two, Ethan Lofthouse at 184 and then 165. Number one, David Taylor versus number four, Nick Moore. All those matches can be won by Iowa if you're if you're looking at it from that perspective. David Taylor, major decision over Nick Moore, 12 to 3. Penn state up 13 to 9, 174. Number three, Matt Brown, decisions, Mike Evans. In a hard-fought match, tough-fought match, 4-1, to Penn State up 16-9. Ethan LaTos has to get points. I know Ed Ruth has always owned Lee Ethan lofthouse and I understand that a lot of fans don't necessarily care for Ethan lofthouse's style and the way that he wrestles because he doesn't he doesn't attack he's not an attacker he's a guy that tries to tries to wear you out hand fighting going slow slow easing into it and then boom all of a sudden tries to score a point or two at the end of the match to try and get a victory you can't do that against a guy like Ed Ruth and frankly Ethan lofthouse looked pretty good at the beginning part of the match I thought even though the result was not what lofthouse and Hawkeye fans wanted to see ultimately getting major decision 12 to 4. I thought Loftus wrestled better against Ruth than he's and he's wrestled against him in the past, which is good for Ethan Loftus. Not necessarily the best for the Hawkeyes because they really needed a victory. Penn stayed up twenty to nine after the major decision at one eighty four. Then one eighty seven. Number three, Morgan McIntosh. You've got the freshman Sammy Brooks coming in for Iowa sixteen to four major decision. Brooks had a tough time with Morgan McIntosh. He was outmatched. He was outgunned. He wasn't near as strong as McIntosh. Not quite as fundamentally sound. Sammy Brooks is a very very high ceiling, I think, for the Hawkeyes. But Morgan McIntosh was the better wrestler. 24-9, to 9, Iowa's totally out of it. They can't win. They have one match left at heavyweight. Bobby Telford does what Bobby Telford does. And he comes out and hand fight, hand fight back and forth. Uh <sighs> sorry, sorry, Bobby Telford. He lulls you to sleep, and then the third period gets his final point. Gets his gets his takedown after two periods. Each guy escapes, and boom, gets his takedown. He wins three to two over number no. twelve, Jimmy Lawson, twenty four to twelve. That's the final. Penn State defeats Iowa at Carver Hawkeye Arena. I remember leaving Carver Hawkeye Arena after talking to a couple of the wrestlers and talking to Coach Brands prior to uh, prior to the next week ahead, getting ready for Midlands, and they just seemed like they were somber. They thought that they missed the opportunities where the opportunities presented themselves. Those opportunities more than likely being at 141, 149, possibly at 174, 184, or maybe even heavyweight, trying to get bonus points. So to me... I think Iowa had a lot to a lot to learn, a lot to get out of the match against Penn State. Not just the fact that they lost. The next weekend rolls around and I think they did because Iowa crowned 3 at the Midland Championships in Evanston, Illinois at Northwestern and those 3 were Thomas Gilman, number no. 4 ranked wrestler. He comes in, he beats Jared Garnett, the number no. 2 ranked kid. He he wrestled great, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Thomas Gilman was the wrestler of the week that week for the Iowa Hawkeyes then at 157 they also had a champion Derek St. John decision number 3 Taylor Walsh from Indiana 9-3 to three in that one um, and you know you get a couple you get a couple champions and that's all you can ask Mike Evans being the other champion 174 the big surprise at the Midlands I think for a lot of Hawkeye fans was Tony Ramos Tony Ramos lost a match to a very good opponent, very good opponent, Northern Iowa wrestler Joe Colon. But what really bothered a lot of Hawkeye fans is the fact that Tony Ramos got pinned in the first period. But we know Tony Ramos ended up not winning. He gets second place to Cologne in the championship match. St. John, as I mentioned, at 57 was champion. Nick Moore, number 2 seeded wrestler going in, lost to number 1 seeded Stephen Monk, 4-2. Really hard-fought match for Nick Moore. Uh, we'll talk about him coming up a little bit later on in the podcast a little bit more further in depth. Nick Moore uh, received a really nice honor this last week as well from USA Wrestling. As I mentioned, 174 Mike Evans pinned Shane Hughes from Columbia in 215. Evans wrestled really well in the tournament. The the draw of the field wasn't too it wasn't too tough for him though. At 174, then at 184 Jimmy Sheptok, uh, number no. two ranked wrestler, now number no. one ranked wrestler, beat Ethan Lofthouse three to one in sudden victory. Yet another close match for Ethan Lofthouse. And then at 285. The then number four moving up the charts, Jimmy Kuhn from Michigan uh, at heavyweight, he came into this number three seeded. He took down Bobby Telford three to two. Since then, Kuhn is now the number one ranked wrestler in the country at heavyweight. So Iowa had guys in championship matches. You look at 125, 133, 157, 165, 74, 84, and then 285. That's seven matches that Iowa guys are in the championship bout. Then third place, we had they had a couple guys uh, wrestling for third place as well. Josh Jeva, he did, he ended up beating Rick Durso. He beat a kid that's supposedly better than him. He had a higher rank from FNM three to one in that one. Jeva gets third place. Brandon Sprintston, he beat Brody Grothis, two Iowa guys. Uh four to two. It was that one at one forty nine. And then Nathan Birok. Birock is back. He was a three CD beat. John Bolich from Lehigh three to one uh at one ninety seven. A couple guys were in fifth place matches as well. Corey Clark forfeited Deshaun Boyle at one twenty five, and then Sammy Brooks, the number. Seventh seed in the tournament forfeited to Keegan Mueller, uh, the D1. So all in all, Iowa wrestled really well. It's kind of what I'm getting at here with all the stats and all the numbers there, and that's good. Iowa needed a good uh, championship round at the Midlands, and you know that's what they ended up getting. And it's number it's the 23rd time Iowa's won the Midlands Championships at at Welsh Ryan Arena um, at Northwestern this year, and you know they weren't there last year. A lot of fans didn't really appreciate the fact that Iowa didn't send the whole team to Midlands, and I think Iowa needs to, personally. I think it's a good place for Iowa to get, because you get these good matches. You get to see these guys like your Nick Morris wrestle wrestle good, good competition. Steven Monk from North Dakota State is a very, very good wrestler. He's going to be right there in the national picture. Outside of maybe David Taylor, Monk might be the best, the second best wrestler at that weight, right there with Nick Morris. It's a good gauge to see how far along these guys have come, can also be used as kind of a humbling humbling tool for a guy like Tony Ramos who has already lost twice now this year. He got pinned in one of those to Joe Colon from UNI. So it's a good chance for those two things to happen. It's also a good chance for a guy like Tom, uh, Thomas Gilman to emerge a little bit. And I think Thomas Gilman did emerge over these past couple weeks. And it's no longer Corey Clark at 125. It really isn't. We know it's Thomas Gilman. He's 15 and 2. Wins over Jesse Delgado, Illinois number 1 at the time. That was at the Midlands Championships. Dylan Peters. Northern Iowa. He's a top five wrestler. Four-time Nebraska state champion. Gilman is that's got Catholic and Council Bluffs. He coming into Iowa, we knew he was good. How good was he? We knew him and Corey Clark were very, very good wrestlers. And that was the match. That was the showdown everyone was looking forward to at WrestleOffs this year. How good are these guys? Well, they're very good. And we've we've learned that we've learned that over the past couple weeks. Um, Iowa getting a couple nice victories over Purdue, 30 to 3 Michigan State. 40 nothing. that's what you can expect from those two schools. Very impressive. Very impressive victories all up and down the roster, all up and down the line for Iowa against Purdue and Michigan State. Then they've got the big one. There's a couple big ones each and every year on Iowa's schedule, and those are usually your Penn State, your Minnesota, your Ohio State's now starting to emerge. But then one that's always been on Iowa's schedule that always intrigues everyone is Oklahoma State. And that meet happened just a few short days ago at Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. Oklahoma State comes in. Iowa comes in. It's going to be a tight. It's going to be a tight, tough-fought match. The all-time series. Oklahoma State leads the series. Not a lot of schools lead the all-time series against Iowa. It's 27-18 and two. Cowboys won the first meeting, 24-8 in 1954. They've won the last two. Oklahoma State won 17-16 in 2012. Uh, That was at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. And they won in Stillwater, 18-12 last season as well. So, Iowa... Coming into this meet needs to get a good performance. They got Indiana coming up the day or two after. Then they've got to get a good performance in this Oklahoma State meet. So what we're going to do now? This is the Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast. I'm Tyler Chumlin coming to you on HawkeyesMike.com. I'm going to take a brief break. I'm going to take a short break and talk in, talk about this Oklahoma State meet a little bit. Dive into really what happened on on Friday in Iowa City when the Iowa Hawkeyes took the mat against Oklahoma State, as well as talk about the Indiana meet a little bit, and then preview the big one coming up this weekend. Big. Big, big 10 duel for the Iowa Hawkeyes number eight Nebraska playing host at the Devaney Center in Lincoln Nebraska to the Iowa Hawkeyes ranked number two number three depending on what polls you look at we'll dive into all of that and more coming up in a bit on the Hawkeyes Mike wrestling podcast Hawkeyes dot com it's sports talk radio on the internet just for you the Iowa fan all sports all Hawks all the time Welcome back to the Hawkeyes Mike Wrestling Podcast, HawkeyesMike.com. I'm Eastern Iowa, KGYM Radio's Tyler Chelman. coming to you from HawkeyesMike.com. The Iowa Hawkeyes, they had a meet last weekend. It was a really nice meet against Oklahoma State. Lots of fans, lots of excitement, lots of hype going into this one. Oklahoma State coming in. They only had two losses on the season. Both of those losses coming to very, very good programs. They only lost by a point to both Oklahoma and Minnesota, by the same score, 16-15, to earlier on in the season. The series, as I mentioned before the break, 27-18-2 in favor of the Cowboys from Oklahoma State. The last two times these two teams have met, Oklahoma State has been the better team, beating Iowa last year in Stillwater and two years ago at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Going into this one, some big questions for the Hawkeyes. Who's going to wrestle where? What's going to happen where? It's become relatively clear that uh, Thomas Gilman is now the 125-pounder for Iowa. Corey Clark, I think, is kind of taking a backseat to Gilman this year. But as I mentioned before, it's not a bad thing, necessarily, as long as they want to put in whoever can win there. Because Clark's probably going to move up to 133 next season, which is fine because Tony Ramos is going to graduate. So, there's lots of opportunities coming into this one. One of those is including 133. Tony Ramos gets another opportunity to wrestle John Morrison. John Morrison, the number no. 1-ranked wrestler at 133 from Oklahoma State. Tony Ramos has beat John Morrison two times prior. He beat him a third time this last weekend at the dual meet. That was a big match. That was a very, very big match for the Iowa Hawkeyes. We're going to dive into this. Uh, really Real quick before this, honored pre- honored prior to the match, University of Iowa Wrestling Program announced last week, early on in the week, I know a lot of people got really excited about this, The Ed Lou, and Steve Bannock, they served as the honorary captains Friday at the dual meet. It was good. It was fun. It was a really nice, heartfelt moment. And they were right there on the sidelines, cheering on the Hawkeyes as the Hawkeyes wrestled Friday night at Carver Hawkeye Arena. So, going through and looking at who should win, who shouldn't win, which is something I like to do when you look at wrestling. I try to be as objective as possible. It's always tough because that's the nature of the beast when you're talking about wrestling is – who wants to be there more? Who wants it more? Who is trained more? This style versus that style? There's a lot that plays into it. You talk to anyone that's been around wrestling for an extended period of time; they know that there's a lot that plays into it. If you've got a guy who's a great legger and gets on top and can put pressure on somebody's hips on a guy that doesn't get out very good, he doesn't, he's not able to come up, he doesn't keep his head up, then that guy's probably going to end up getting riding time. You have to take that kind of stuff into consideration. So going through, we're looking at 125. Number no. three, Thomas Gilman popped into the rankings after the after the great week he had last week. Not a surprise there against number no. 16, Eddie Klamara. It's a great opportunity for both these wrestlers, Klamara and Gilman, to test themselves coming up against each other. Gilman's the redshirt freshman. Klamara is a sophomore for Oklahoma State. Number no. at 133. Marquee match number no. one, John Morrison from Oklahoma State. He's undefeated 13 0 against Tony Ramos, 16 2. 141, number no. nine, Josh Jeva, Anthony Kalika. He's a freshman from Oklahoma State, right? Number no. 14. Another good opportunity for both teams to try and get points and try to get bonus points. 149, Brody Grothes. Finally, a 149 pounder for the Hawkeyes jumped into the rankings, right? Number no. 15 going in against number no. three, Josh Kinding. That was this is a big one, and we're going to talk about this one coming up in a little bit as well. 157, one versus two. Your other highlighted match, the other showcase match that everyone wants to see: Derek St. John, nineteen and zero. He's the senior. Alex Derringer, he's fifteen and zero. This is the match everybody wants to see: one versus two. One sixty-five. Nick Moore, number no. five versus number no. two. Tyler Caldwell, twelve and one and eleven and two respectively. Moore, eleven and two. The redshirt junior Caldwell coming into this one, twelve and one. One seventy-four. Number no. six, Mike Evans versus number no. two, Chris Perry. He was the NCAA champion last year. Doesn't get better than that. Mike Evans has finally has another chance, another opportunity to show how much better he has gotten. Scored bonus points in 16 to 17 victories on the season going into this one. Good opportunity for Mike Evans to try and get a big win for the Hawkeyes here. 184 Ethan Loftus versus Nolan Rogers or Jordan Boyd. It was a match time decision. That one, this is one where Iowa needed to get bonus points. We're looking to get bonus points. Then 187 197, number no. 12, Blake Roeschult from Oklahoma State against number no. 17, Nathan Birack. One of the matches not a lot of people were talking about going into this one, I think. And part part of that is because it, the, the guys are ranked. Lower, but really they're really close, and both guys are trying to find their identity, trying to figure out where they fit in right now, as opposed to you know these guys that are at the top of the rankings. Rochal nine and six senior going into this match. Birak had barely wrestled, only six and two on the season. So, and these these two had also wrestled before Uh last year. They wrestled at OSU, and number no. five Rochal at the time beat Birak three to two. Nathan Birak had a really nice match, but couldn't get it done against Rochel in that match. Uh, at heavyweight number no. three Bobby Telford versus number no. 15 Austin Marsden the sophomore 11 and four on the season so lots of places for both teams to score bonus points lots of places for both teams to end up on top essentially and let's start with 125 Thomas Gilman comes out against number no. 16 Eddie Clamara and gets a win four to two take down in the takedown early in the first period escape for Clamara and then Gilman goes down gets an escape that's the only point scored in the second then he gets ride time. Ride time's always good when you're a guy like Thomas Goman ends up with a four to two victory. Nice four to two victory. That's all you ask if you're the Hawk guys. Get things started. Get yourselves on the board first. 133. Tony Ramos looks like he's struggling with John Morrison through the second period. It's two to two. Ramos is having a hard time having a hard time. Ramos goes down in the third, gets an escape, gets a takedown in the final minute of the match, and Morrison tries to go for broke. Misses out on it and Ramos ends up putting him on his back, getting the near fall points, ends up with six points in the third period, eight to two. The final there, Tony Ramos, intense man, it was intense watching Tony Ramos get that victory. Glares down Morrison after the match is over, thought he got the pin. A lot of people at the arena thought he got the pin as well, but I was up six nothing, and things are looking really, really good. Lots of matches, lots of good, hard, good matchups coming up for the Hawkeyes and the Cowboys as well. 141, number nine, Josh Jeva. He gets a nice victory in this, or excuse me, Josh Jeva loses in, in a very tight, tough match. Ride time is a factor, has a really tough time in the second period getting out. The one thing Josh Jeva didn't do in this match that really bothers me, and it's something that a lot of people have been bothered by Josh Jeva in the past, is he didn't come up. You got to come up. Lift your head and come up. When you're on the bottom, when you end up on the bottom, come up. Or when you get reversed, don't let it get you down. Don't get your head down. Don't let the guy throw a leg in and sit your hips on you, and don't let you be pressured to the mat. You've got to come up. You've got to understand that the only way for you to score is to put yourself in a good position. Josh Sheva had a really tough time getting in a good position against Anthony Kalika, and Kalica ended up getting a victory, five to three, six to three. Okay, I was taking a step back at this point. Now is when things get very interesting. Number 15, Brody Grothis. Finally gets that number that spot. He's a ranked wrestler now. Michael Kelly's in the in the back, he's in the back seat. This is Brody Grothis' time to shine. Josh Kindig, the number three ranked wrestler. Here's your challenge, Brody Grothis. Here you go. Take your challenge and run with it. Take the opportunity, grab it by the horns, and take it. He did. He looked great right at the very beginning of the match takedown 2 reversal 2 escape 3 to 3 to end the first period great there was a challenge the penalty point it ended up 3 to 3 because of the penalty point not really sure what was going on very very confusing these new rules are very intriguing because coaches now have challenges which makes it difficult for officials and makes it more difficult for referees to try and figure out where they need to be and When there's back points, there needs to be called back points and you have to count them and everything. But so Grothes ends up giving a kind of, he gets a penalty point out of it. It's no big deal though. It's three to three. Second period, Birdie Grothes goes down. You're thinking, okay, it's tied three to three. If he gets an escape, he's got to get an escape and try to get a turnover, try to get a takedown. No. Brody Grothis, great reversal, gets three near fall points, five points in the second period, not allowing Kendrick to get up, not allowing Kendrick to score anything in the second period. this gets his ride time, even though there's a reversal in the third period. Nine to five, Brody Grothis takes down the number no. three ranked wrestler in the country for Oklahoma State. Iowa's up nine to three. And the buzz is starting at Carver Hawkeye Arena because Brody Grothis, a guy that has no business, no business beating a number no. three ranked wrestler this early this the way that the season's gone at one forty nine for the Hawkeyes beats him, but not only beats him, but dominates him for a period and a half in that second period into the third. Iowa's up nine to three. Derek St. John versus Alex Deringer. Here we go. One versus two. Everyone's excited to see this match. Everyone's excited to see what Derek St. John can do. If Deringer's gotten better enough to the point where he can beat Derek St. John. No points on the first. Lots of hand fighting. Lots of hammering on each other. Second period rolls around. St. John gets a reversal, and that's it. They go neutral in the third period. Derringer wants to go neutral, wants to try and get those two points back. The riding time point is still there. It's valued. So Derringer's already going to get that point. They get to the third period. Derrick St. John is able to escape and kind of run around away from him a little bit and gets the victory 2-1. to 12-3. to three. Folks, we're five weights in. We're at intermission, and it's 12-3 to three. the Iowa Hawkeyes are leading. Now, this is exactly what Iowa needed. They lost a match they were favored in, probably. Josh Jeva uh, losing to Kalica. But they won a match at 133, Tony Ramos upsetting Morrison, even though it's not really an upset because Morrison has lost to Ramos now three times. And then Brody Grothis with a huge upset over Josh Kendig. So, I was sitting pretty 12-3 to at the intermission. 165, Nick Moore. Sudden victory. He gets the win. Over number two, Caldwell, three to one. Nick Moore ends up being the USA wrestler of the week this last week because of it. Nick Moore is really growing up. He's really starting to show that he's made those extra steps. He's trying to take it that extra mile. And that's what you've got to see out of Nick Moore. Iowa's up 15 to three after 167. There's four weight classes left. You've got Mike Evans, you've got Sammy Brooks, you've got Nathan Barak, and Bobby Telford coming up for the Hawkeyes. What are you going to do? Evans has number two, Chris Perry. These guys have gone back and forth before Chris Perry ends up getting the victory. Mike Evans had a tough time. Uh, take down two for Chris Perry early in the first. Uh, Evans gets his escape. Then Evans gets an escape. Take downs in the second. It's five to three. Perry leads going into the third. Escape for Evans. Five to four is the is the final of this match. Fifteen to six. Mike Evans. he may not. You may have the mustache back, but it's 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 been tough. He's he's gone through kind of a gauntlet of wrestlers over these past couple weeks, and it'll come. It'll come for Mike Evans at some point in time. And right now, he's taking his lumps. And as a junior, you're, you're going to take your lumps. But Mike Evans. Needs us to continue to see that light at the end of the tunnel His main goals are Win a Big Ten championship and win a national championship That's Mike Evans' goal And one little bump in the road with a guy like Chris Perry A very good, formidable wrestler It's not the end of the world for Mike Evans 184, Sammy Brooks comes into this one Huge win over Jordan Boyd Jordan Boyd comes in ranked at number no. 16 Big win, 7-1 to Ultimately, I don't want to say ultimately Totally putting this match out of Out of reach for Oklahoma State But 18-6 to You've got two wrestlers coming up for Iowa that are ranked, and Iowa is favored in both matches at 197. Nathan Barrett gets it done, though, 8-3, to 21-6, just like in the Penn State meet. Penn State walked in there, and by the last couple matches, it was all, all but said and done. It was all but said and done after 197 for the Iowa Hawkeyes. They were going to get a victory against Oklahoma State. Bobby Telford comes out, and in Bobby Telford fashion, as I like to say, two to one victory over Austin Marsden, number fifteen from Oklahoma State, twenty four to six. Twenty-four to six. Dominating fashion for the Iowa Hawkeyes against Oklahoma State on Friday night. Just dominating, absolutely dominating. The train kept rolling into the rest of the weekend. They wrestled Indiana on Sunday. Telford started things off, number no. four. He decision number no. five, number no. seven. Adam Shelfant nine to seven, sudden victory, three 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 nothing. That's all that matters for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Telford wrestled Adam Shelfant uh, very well, though. He wrestled him really really well, nine to five. Lots of scoring for a Bobby Telford match. So three nothing. 125 Indiana doesn't have anybody to wrestle, Thomas Gilman, so they win by forfeit, 9 to nothing there. Ramos pins Chris Caton 3 and 327, 15 nothing. Jeva, major decision over Ethan Rayleigh, 20 to 10, 19 nothing. After 141, after 149, Grothus gets a major decision against Eric Roach, 11 to 3, 23 to nothing, and then 157 is Indiana's only victory. On the day, Taylor Walsh, number no. six ranked wrestler. Major decisions, Michael Kelly, 17 to 6, 23 to 4. The Iowa Hawkeyes wrestled Kelly at 157 instead of Derek St. John. 165, number no. five. Nick Moore got it done against Ryan LeBlanc. 13 to 3. 27 to 4. The Hawkeyes lead. Mike Evans beat Nate Jackson at 174. Six to two. Thirty to four team score. Sammy Brooks took down Luke Sheridan. Major decision fashion. Twelve to 34 to four. Going into the final match. One ninety seven, Nathan Barrack Major decision over Garrett Goldman from Indiana. Ten to two. I Iowa beats Indiana, thirty-eight to four. Things are looking good, folks. They really are. They had two really nice duels this last weekend. They're on a nice dual meet winning streak. They won four in a row, being Purdue, Michigan State, Oklahoma State, and now Indiana. They've got a, they've got a tough one coming up this weekend, though. And I want to talk about this one coming up this weekend right now. Number no. three, Iowa. Uh, number no. two, if you look at some of the other polls, InterMat has them at number no. two, uh, quite a bit ahead of Minnesota. But InterMat also ranks them based on where they would finish in individual tournaments, not necessarily in duels. So we'll say they're number number 2 or number 3 ranked Iowa, going to the Devaney Center in Lincoln, Nebraska, taking on the Nebraska Corn Oscars. All-time series, here's some stats for it, 28-10-2 with 11-6, 2 mark in Lincoln, the Iowa Hawkeyes lead the all-time series. Last meeting in Lincoln, Iowa won 24-9 to last season, January 13th, uh, 2013. Last meeting between the two, 31-7 over Nebraska, Iowa won on February 10th at Carver Hawkeye Arena it was the final meet of the season for the Hawkeyes. Made the Iowa Hawkeyes go 8-0. Perfect in the Big Ten, winning the conference dual title yet again the Iowa Hawkeyes did last season. Going into this one, Iowa 6-0, and 3-0 in the Big Ten, 6-0 overall. The Penn State meet doesn't technically count, but technically they're 6-1 and because they lost the Penn State meet. It wasn't an actual sanctioned duel. It wasn't not supposed to count towards anything. Kind of like a friendly, if you're talking about soccer in the, in the, uh, in the European ranks. But other than that, Iowa essentially is undefeated outside of that one. Nebraska's 8-0 overall, 2-0 and in the Big Ten. Nebraska's wrestled very well thus far. Things to look for this weekend. Let's go through the weight classes. 125 could be interesting. Tim Lambert, sixteen and five freshman. He comes in to wrestle number no. three Thomas Gilman, fifteen and two on the season. That could be a match where Nebraska, if they can get some points there, Nebraska can try to try to sway this thing in their direction, especially at home because people will feed off of that. They're a very proud program. Mark Manning, uh, formerly of Northern Iowa, has built this program to be a very proud program at Nebraska. So, don't be surprised if they get if the fans get into it a little bit. Tim Lambert probably shouldn't beat Thomas Gilman, but we, they're both freshmen. Gilman being a redshirt freshman, they make mistakes. Gilman needs to continue on the path that he's on right now because... Frankly, Thomas Gilman has a very legitimate chance to not only win the Big Ten this year, but be an NCAA champion in his freshman season. 133, Tony Ramos, National Wrestler of the Week. Last week for beating number no. 1 John Morrison from Oklahoma State, he's going to face off against 8-3 senior Sean Nagel. Should be a win for the Iowa Hawkeyes there. Ramos should get a pretty big win there for the Hawkeyes. I don't see what um, what Nebraska is going to be able to do. Ramos is going to be looking for bonus points, going to be looking for that major decision, going to be looking to put Nagel to his back, probably going to be trying to get a fall. That's Tony Ramos' game. 141. Josh Jeva, 18 and four. He's the junior for Iowa, taking on Colton McChrystal. Expected 12 and six. Freshman for Nebraska. Another chance for Josh Jeva to get back off the snide a little bit. Chance for him to get a nice victory. 149. This is one where Brody Growth. will have his have his medal tested yet again. Jake Souflon, the number no. five ranked wrestler. He's a sophomore, 21 and three. Will wrestle against number no. 13 Brody Growth. 19 and five. He is the sophomore. Growth. is on a five match winning streak, including a huge win over Josh Kinding, as I mentioned top 10 wrestler for Oklahoma State so this could be a big one for uh, for Groth Growth as he can get another victory over a very good wrestler in Jake Souflon, and frankly, 149 was the big question mark coming into the season. And Brody Growth has kind of taken this thing by the reins and said, "Look, this is my weight class. I'm going to see what I can do to try and get some big victories here for the Iowa Hawkeyes." 157, number no. one match, number no. one match in this entire duel. Everyone's going to have their eyes on this one. It's number no. three, James Green, He's 21 and 0, he's undefeated. The junior against number no. one, Derek St. John, 20 and 0. Derek St. John is two and one all time against Green. He won twice by scores of six to four. The one loss that he has five to four last year in the in the in the Big Ten semifinals at the at the Big Ten tournament. Most recent meeting between the two was the loss for Derek St. John. This is the hump DSJ wants to get over because this is the guy that took him out of the Big Ten title contention last season. So this is the one everyone's going to be marking on their marking on their list, making sure you tune in for this one. One sixty-five, Nick Moore, number no. four. He'll take on Austin Wilson. Moore was wrestler of the week last week in the Big Ten. See if he can continue to build upon that. Then one seventy-four, number no. four, Robert Kokish against number no. six, Mike Evans. Mike Evans gets another test, another chance to prove he's getting better. Mike Evans hasn't been able to beat these guys. He's wrestled with them and wrestled with them, but he can't beat them. It's a good chance for the Mustachio man to try and get something going here. Everyone wants to get on Mike, Mike Evans' bandwagon and call him all these nicknames and everything. A mustache doesn't win your wrestling, meet, wrestling matches. You gotta go, man. You gotta go. If you want to be taken seriously in the top 5, top 10, top 3 national contender picture, you gotta win these matches. This is a great opportunity for Mike Evans to finally say, Robert Kokish, Mind, I'm gonna beat you and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make people consider me a top five wrestler. 184, number 11, TJ Dudley. He'll take on number four, Ethan Lofthouse. This is a trap match for Ethan Lofthouse. He's got to be ready, he's got to be on the offense, got to try to score early, and he's got to try to score often. 197, Nathan Birak, Spencer Johnson, Sammy Brooks could fall in here somewhere as well at 184 or 197. Burak, the sophomore, number 16, he's in the rankings now, which makes every wrestler on Iowa's roster ranked. pretty much from top to bottom which that's the first time that's happened this year and Brody Grothis and I think Nathan Burak too would tell you that you know that's a good thing they like the expectation they like being at the top like that and they just want to continue to get better so heavyweight comes up Colin Johnson he's a redshirt freshman he'll take on number three Bobby Telford 14 and one the junior you look up and down there's only two matches really that Iowa should have a problem with and that Iowa could potentially lose but you know I thought that for the most part against Penn State I thought there were only three or four that Iowa could lose and they end up losing more than that so going into this Nebraska meet it's going to be on Big Ten Network, it comes up this weekend you can catch it on BTN, on your local cable provider as well, um, you can also listen to it on 800 AM in uh, in Eastern Iowa, Mark Ironside will uh, be on the call, I talked to Mark earlier this week he's really, he's really optimistic, really excited about this team uh, going forward really excited about what he's seen over the past couple of weeks at the Midlands and then in the two duels against Purdue and Michigan State and then the other two duels Oklahoma State and Indiana he's very optimistic, he thinks this team can be a very special team for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I tend to agree with him, but... That's the way things go right now. The Iowa Hawkeyes taking on Nebraska coming up this weekend at the Devaney Center in Lincoln. This has been the Iowa Hawkeyes Wrestling Podcast on HawkeyesMike.com. I'm KGYM's Tyler Chumlin saying so long. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Check out all the other podcasts on HawkeyesMike.com. If you missed anything from the football season, everything is archived on the website. And stay tuned. Iowa Hawkeyes Basketball Podcast soon to be launched on HawkeyesMike.com. Have a very, very good one. Enjoy the Nebraska meet and the Minnesota meet. Come Coming up next week for the Hawkeyes. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. This has been a presentation of Hawkeyes Mike LLC.